Most people struggle to respond when somebody asks the all too familiar question, what do you do? And because of that, they're missing out on marketing opportunities every day. My name is Kurt Stockwell, and as a StoryBrand certified guide with over 11 years of marketing experience, I've helped hundreds of businesses create marketing that actually works. You're listening to the One-Liner Workshop Podcast, and in every episode, you'll learn how to create a powerful one-liner that'll make people want to do business with you. Joff Williams is the Managing Director for Mercy Ships, a nonprofit organization that operates hospital ships to provide free medical care to some of the world's poorest populations. Joff's responsibilities touch every department, from operations and supply chains to HR and finance. This can make it difficult to clearly explain such a complex role to the partners and volunteers he works with. Today, we'll help Joff create a one-liner that will communicate to all stakeholders how he leads the mission of providing hope and healing to others. Let's get started. Hey, Joff, thanks for jumping on the uh, call today. So you are in Sierra Leone at the moment, right? With I, I see a note here on our recording that the network is struggling. So we'll we'll do as but we'll do what we we'll do what we can here and just hopefully that the hopefully Elon Musk has enough satellites in the air over Sierra Leone to make sure that you guys are connected. But hey, tell me a little bit about what's that? I said I, I I hear he's working on it. Yeah, he's working on it. I'm sure he's working on it. So tell me a little bit about uh, Mercy Ships. Yes, uh, Mercy Ships has been around uh, for a number of decades now, about four decades, and we run hospital ships. Uh, we deliver healthcare and surgical services and training programs to parts of the world that otherwise wouldn't have access to them. Uh, so the majority of our work these days is focused around West and Central and East Africa. And so right now, the Global Mercy, it's here in Sierra Leone. We've been here a month now. We'll be here until just the start of June next year. And we are running our hospital, delivering free surgical healthcare to people uh, who otherwise wouldn't have access. Uh, and we're running education and training programs as well, so that when the ship leaves, uh, we leave something behind that's much stronger than, uh, than us and, and can last go the distance as well. Investing in the local healthcare professionals of Sierra Leone. Wow. So you guys, you the, the ship ports in a, an area that it just stays there for, for what you say, six, seven, eight months? It's about 10 months at a time. So Mercy Ships has two ships, my ship here, the Global Mercy, and then our sister ship, the Africa Mercy. And so the Global Mercy is here in Sierra Leone, and the Africa Mercy is preparing to go to Madagascar. And uh, we'll usually be in country for about 10 months at a time, and uh, running all sorts of different surgical programs. And if you can imagine some types of surgeries actually need quite a bit of follow-up after uh, after the surgery. So 10 months gives a good amount of time to do that, to do it well, uh, and mm. also leave a significant investment uh, in the country and the healthcare professionals as well. So people come from inland, they travel to where the ship is and they come on the ship to actually get the the surgeries and the, the healthcare that they, that they need. Yeah, exactly. So the hospital is aboard the ship. And so people will come from all sorts of areas in the country. Often the kinds of uh, the, the people who need the kind of surgeries that we offer and not in the capital cities, which is often where the port is. So we do have a lot of people who travel from outside the capital city come in. Um, and so we have some facilities ashore uh, just to manage like the flow of people back and forth and so on. And we've been doing surgeries today on people. Uh, yeah, the, what types of surgeries we do over the course of 10 months will change uh, according to what we've agreed with the government of the nation uh, and the protocol with them and what kind of services they need or can offer them. Wow, that's fantastic. So you, the medical staff 
some local, but I would imagine much of the medical staff is from around the world. Is that right? Yeah. So we've got uh, at any given time about 40 plus nations represented on our ship. So a very, uh, very international, very intercultural environment to work in. Uh, but we do also have some Sierra Leoneans with us as well. Typically our ship crew, who is our, our, our full-time volunteer crew. Um, that's about 400 to 500 people, depending on the course of the field service, sometimes even more than that. Uh, but then we also have about 290 local Sierra Leoneans who come and they support the mission as well. And they are helping us with everything from local uh, translation to local languages to actually uh, their jobs as professionals. So yeah, we've got uh, all in all anything up to about 800 people working aboard. And then what about the the actual doctors that are performing the surgeries? I would imagine maybe some uh, local, but are they volunteering from all around the world, the United States and Europe and everywhere? They're they're coming in and volunteering for the full 10 months, or is it just like a, a short amount of time? Yeah, it really depends on the people. They come and go. Some, uh, some of our surgeons are longer term, and they do stay for longer periods of time, and they'll stay for the entire program that we do. But some will just come for just maybe two weeks. They've taken some time away from their regular practice, and they come and get two weeks of uh, volunteer service uh, aboard the ship. Some of the other roles on the ship, myself, for example, I commit for two years at a time as a managing director because you want some stability in the management for longer periods of time in the organization. So it depends on the role, how long people will be here for. And then do you guys open up uh, opportunities for anyone to come volunteer or is it, I'm sure you have like a long list of people who are like, I want to be on board with that because it sounds like an incredible ministry you guys are doing and what an incredible need that you're filling. I imagine you've got a ton of people who want to come be a part of it. Yeah. One of the things absolutely we need the most is more people to come and be a part of it. Now we've got two ships running and operational. Oh. We need as many people as we can for the mission. And so we've, we've definitely got some vacancies and we'd encourage people to apply if they're interested, if that's something uh, that they feel they're being called to. Uh, in terms of who can come and serve with us, um, there's a few criteria that we do look for. You have to be medically clear and, and fit to serve, of course. Uh, so we do require that people meet medical criteria to serve. We are a Christian faith-based organization, but that doesn't mean that you have to necessarily subscribe to that to come serve with the short term. We do have a code of conduct that is based around Christian ethics and everyone has to uh, adhere to us. We say, hey, this is who we are. If you want to join in, great, you're welcome. Uh, here's the code of conduct. Here's how we work, how we operate. If you're willing to do that, it's your choice. Uh, but if you're in, then uh, you're welcome and uh, we'd love to have you. That's amazing. So We've obviously kind of teed up the conversation about volunteering. Let's just go ahead and kind of close that loop. How does somebody get in touch with you to volunteer? And then we'll move on to what we, the reason why we uh, fired up this conversation today. So if you're interested, if you want to get involved, uh, you can go to opportunities.mercyships.org and you can see everything laid out there. You can just Google search uh, and volunteer with Mercy Ships. You can go to the main website of mercyships.org. Um, if you're interested, if you punch it into the Google, it'll get you there some way, somehow. Uh, but the the link directly to get there is opportunities.mercyships.org. Well, I hope some people listening here go check that out and maybe end up on your ship someday. So uh, there's it. a lot that Mercy Ships does. I'd imagine that trying to answer the question, what do you do, can be difficult because how do you take what you just subscribed and put it into a couple sentences? So what would you say is your biggest need today in clarifying um, your message around 
answering just the basic question of what is Mercy Ships and what do you do? If, it depends if you're asking Mercy Ships as an organization or me as an individual in my role as well, because I, you know, I'm not the CEO of the entire organization as the managing director of the global Mercy here. Um, that's my perspective. That's my view and my remit. So uh, I'll, I guess I'll answer for that. One of the things in helping define that is it's very complex, right? You've got the complexity of running a hospital system in a maritime environment for which our, sh our ship captain is responsible for the maritime platform and the safety and security of the vessel um, and everything and that's going on aboard it. Uh, and then you've got all the supporting functions it takes to make the programs work. Everything from HR to finance to IT uh, to the supply chain, it takes a whole bunch of this stuff to make it work. We've got shoreside support in the organization to make it happen. So one of the things uh, that, it, that it helps me the most is when I can really help kind of boil that down and, and get really clear about what it is that I do in the mix of all of that. How, how do I make that work? And the best way I've come to really describe that is, I mean, at my heart, what I love to do is I help people and teams realize their God-given potential. And we do it through serving others. That, that's kind of, that's, that, that's my passion. That's my vision. But then in my role, it's almost like the role of, you know, the mayor of the city trying to get all of the components to come together in this small village that we've got maybe like the orchestra, you know, the conductor of the orchestra. I, I can't play all the instruments myself. Other people are smarter than me and they play the instruments. But it's my job to get it to come together in a way that is beautiful and achieves the mission and does the things that we told people we said we would do and keeps our commitments. So if we focused on answering the question, what does Joff do as the managing director? Do you think you would use that clarity when you do answer that question for like when you're coming into conversations with local authorities and they say, well, what, what's your role? And do you find that that's kind of where you're like, Phew, this is hard to explain. Let me boil it down as much as I can. So if we focused on that, I think maybe that would be a good kind of bullet in your gun to, or a, a, a tool in your toolkit rather that would allow you to answer that very quickly, very distinctly. And the, always the value of a great answer to the question, what do you do? It just tees up the next part of a natural conversation is, okay, that's so interesting. Tell me more. What we want to do is we want to frame what the problem is, how you uniquely solve that problem, and then the value that somebody will experience or the, the tangible result that somebody will experience after that problem is solved ultimately. So let's focus on Joff. What does Joff do as a managing director. And so we'll start to boil that down. So what is the biggest pain point that the folks that you help are facing? One of the most challenging aspects is how complex it is. Just running a hospital would be complex enough. Just running a ship would be complex enough. We're doing both of these things together with all of the support services behind it. So I, I love what you mentioned, Kurt, about framing a problem statement, right? The problem is it's very complex to do what Mercy Ships does, to run a hospital on a ship in some of the nations uh, that we work in and, and some of the areas of the world uh, where they're relatively resource constrained. It's quite difficult to do this. So it, when, when I look at that problem, so one of the things that needs solving for is how do you get all of these different business functions and business units to come together and to do it in a way that is, you know, we're all pushing on the same side of this boulder, right? Imagine this giant round boulder. You could probably make some forward progress if everyone was pushing on it from different directions. 
But as soon as you stop getting everyone behind on the direction you need them, you can make so much more progress. Uh, and so for me, my, that's that's kind of my goal is like shepherding this team and keeping them on mission, reminding them why we're here, why we do what we do, uh, and keeping them focused and, and on target. So what I've heard you say is the the coordination is probably the biggest struggle, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you've got 40 plus different nations and multiple languages with people coming from their own backgrounds and the environment. All of this stuff is coming together, right? And how do you get everyone aligned in that environment? That's definitely very complex, complicated, uh, but it's also tremendously fulfilling as well. So what I wrote here, and we can always kind of come back to this, but if we said the problem is when Mercy Ships is in country providing medical care, education, and training, getting the local leadership and decision makers aligned can be difficult. Yes. What we do in most ships is difficult. So the challenges that we run into, actually among the local leadership group, it's an incredible group of people. It, and then at the end of the day, a decision's got to be made. Sometimes I, I, I need to make that decision and we need to move things forward today. But it's going to be so much better when I hear from everyone. And so... But that doesn't mean that we all agree and we all see eye to eye on how to proceed, right? But when the decision is made, we got to go. So now we're moving on to the solution. And the solution is we're going to directly state how you, Joff, uniquely solve this problem. So what I heard you say is you provide kind of safety to have open communication and aid people in decision making. Is that right? Yeah. And that, that's a big part of my function is making sure the management team are supported. And when, when I talk with my hospital director, she knows more about running a hospital than I do. But then when it comes to making a decision that affects everyone, all the crew, she may have an opinion on that. And my operations director may have a different opinion. And my chief medical officer may have a different opinion. So it's getting a place where we can hear all the opinions and then set a path forward and go. That, that's, that's what we're trying to accomplish among the management team. So if we identified your team and call them the management team, what title do you give to the folks in country? Stakeholders. They're all stakeholders. So um, when we're talking about our crew, it's, these are the people who are on the ship who have come to volunteer their time. The local uh, Sierra Leoneans who are part-time part of our crew. But then outside of that, there's all sorts of different stakeholders, whether they're local in the country, whether it's uh, Ministry of Health, whether it's our other nonprofit partners that we're working with or local healthcare professionals. And the stakeholders who are not even in Sierra Leone, you've got you've got the donor base of Mercy Ships who are giving to Mercy Ships and supporting the mission and the organization. You've got an international board. Then we've got sixteen national offices around the world. So again, some more complexity there, but they're all stakeholders and they all have interest in in the mission and, and what we're doing. The difficult thing is for you. What when we kind of land on what we're going to say you're going to have to like live with it for a little while to make sure like, does this work for me? Because the the struggle is you're going to be like, well, I also do this. And that kind of describes what I do, but there's also much more to it than that. And that's where you start adding additional words and comma, 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 comma. And then that takes that simple answer and makes it confusing. So in the solution, so what if we said this then, I facilitate communication and provide leadership so our management team, the local community, and Mercy, Mercy Ship stakeholders are all on the same page. Awesome. Love it. Okay, perfect. We did it. <laughs> so now the success. So when you are doing your job right, what is the success that your management team, the local community, and Mercy Ship stakeholders find 
hope and healing, my friend. Mercy ships still let us hope and healing. That's our product. Uh, that's what we bring. Um, and it happens in our patients. They receive hope and healing uh, through the surgeries and through the education and training program. When you when you've lived with a giant tumor on your face uh, for your life, um, or even for a portion of your life, it can feel very very hopeless. Um, that when you have that removed, you've got an opportunity, a new day, uh, and that's the kind of hope that, that Mercy Ships delivers. And so we're doing that in our patients, uh, but we're doing that with our training participants as well. When they get trained on new skills and they're able to be better surgeons and better nurses and better medical professionals, um, and they can then exponentially bring more hope and healing in their settings as well. But it happens at us too. And this is the pretty special, amazing thing. When we come and when we do this kind of work, in our crew, myself included, and all of our management team included, and every single volunteer crew member, we end up transformed and changed as well. We get new hope. We get healed. Uh, maybe it's, maybe someone comes to the crew and something that, something's happened in their life and they've heard a message that they're not valued and they're not appreciated. But then they come to Mercy Ships and they've got an opportunity to serve by giving away of themselves sacrificially for someone else. Something pretty amazing happens in that where they start getting healed of the hurts that they've had uh, and they've got new hope for a better day when they see and, and feel that they are valued and they are appreciated. Amazing. You have an awesome it's job. That's pretty fun. <laughs> so if, if we just said that in one simple sentence of so that Mercy Ships can most effectively provide hope and healing. That's what we do. That's it. So, so if we wrapped it up with this. When Mercy Ships is in-country providing medical care, education, and training, getting the local leadership and decision-makers aligned can be difficult. I facilitate communication and provide leadership so our management team, the local community, and Mercy Ships stakeholders are all on the same page so that Mercy Ships can most effectively provide hope and healing. Awesome. That's great. Is there any way that we could shorten it up even more so that when you state this to someone, it really rolls off the tongue? Yeah, I'm going to take a shot of that clip um, and just um, I just open the sentence, um, just tweaking some of the words, and I'll put that back in the chat and I'll read it and see what you think as well. Okay, fantastic. That first sentence, I agree, that really describes what Mercy Ships does. When I talk about what I do, I've taken you know those last two sentences and summarized it. I provide leadership so our management team, the local community, and Mercy Ships stakeholders are aligned to effectively provide hope and healing. Um, I like that. Perfect. What I love about this conversation is I'm kind of bringing in, here's how we would frame it, but really you're taking the ownership and going, here's how I would say it, which is absolutely what needs to happen. So where do you think you'll use this this first? Uh, yeah, I use it all the time. I'll, we'll have all sorts of executive guests and visitors. We've got a visit next week from the US ambassador on the ship. And so mm -hmm. if anyone wants to know what I do, and I'm going to tell him, well, well, Dreborah really helped me refine yeah. the message. If that U.S. ambassador wants to be on my podcast, let me know. I'll let you know, man. <laughs> hey, Matt, I, I'm thankful that this is going to help out. If Again, if somebody wants to learn more about Mercy Ships, how would they do that? Mercyships.org. Google search Mercy Ships. Uh, you'll get there. You'll find out uh, on the main webpage. There's opportunities. Uh, to ponder with us in all sorts of different ways, whether it's financially through giving 
or whether it's giving the greatest gift, which is yourself and your time and your energy and your asset by coming to volunteer and, 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 and work with us. And there's, it's challenging working in these environments. And we just appreciate anyone who comes along and supports however they can, whatever way that is. Uh, we're grateful for, for everyone who God sends us uh, and is a supporter along the way. Got it. Mercyships.org. Yes, sir. Thanks, Joff. Appreciate it. It's great to talk with you, Kurt. Thanks for having me on the show. All right. We'll talk soon. Well, that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Follow the One Liner Workshop wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember, businesses that succeed in today's marketplace invest in clarity and reject confusion. A great One Liner is just the first step in creating marketing that works. And if you're ready to take all your marketing to the next level, please visit welldressedwalrus.com and schedule a free consultation with me. If you'd like to learn more about StoryBrand and Donald Miller, the creator of the One Liner, check out the book, Building a Story Brand, wherever books are sold. I'll see you next time for the next episode of the One Liner Workshop.